Hello, friend. I'm Ron Jones with Something Good Radio, wishing you a Merry Christmas. I'll be sharing today's Something Good Radio message in just a few moments. But before I do, I'd like to thank you for all you're doing to help share the gospel of Jesus Christ through this radio and internet broadcast. December is always a critical time for ministries like ours. The good news is, December is also a time when many people begin looking for answers that only God can give. And when they do, they listen more frequently to radio programs like Something Good. For that reason, and because we are 100% listener supported, I'm asking you to prayerfully consider sending a generous year-end gift by December 31st. And when you do, I am happy to send you a copy of my brand new book, The Jesus Way to Pray, An Intimate Journey Through the Lord's Prayer. Brian will have details at the end of today's message, or you can make your gift right now at somethinggoodradio.org. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Or call our offices at 757-276-1099. From all of us here at Something Good Radio, Merry Christmas to you and your family. And may God bless you during the coming year. If you've ever made a mistake from which you thought you'd never recover, if you've ever wandered so far away from God you weren't sure how to get back, Dr. Ron Jones has some good news for you today. Hello, I'm Brian Davis. Welcome to Something Good. The first phrase of Psalm 23, verse 3 says, He restores my soul. Today, Ron shows us what that restoration looks like, how a merciful, forgiving, loving God offers hope and healing, even to those who have gone astray. And at one time or another, we've all gone astray. Stay tuned or stop by somethinggoodradio.org to listen to the broadcast on demand on your schedule. That's somethinggoodradio.org. From the best of 2023, here's Ron with today's Something Good Radio message, Hope for Cast Down Sheep. Well, his nickname was the Great Bear. And he got that nickname in part because of his physical size, of his uh, moods that people observed, and, and also because of well, the way he walked. His name was George Frederick Handel. And he was a musical genius whose father actually uh, disapproved of his love for music. But thankfully, young Handel pressed on and kept calm, uh, though he was known later in life for his hot temper. But we hardly think of that, do we? We hardly think of that when uh, we hear this uh, brilliant composer who had periodically prickly moods. But when we hear the playing of Handel's Messiah, our spirits soar, especially that part known as the Hallelujah Chorus. I mean, that's just, that's just a great one. And did you know that Handel's Messiah and Hallelujah Chorus was first performed in Dublin, Ireland on April 13th, 1742. Now you talk about things that stand the test of time. That's one of them. Now Messiah also includes a section that Handel wrote, uh, drawing from the sheep and shepherd imagery that we find in the Bible. The lyrics come straight from the King James translation. They're as familiar to us as Psalm 23, but they find their origin in Isaiah chapter 53 and verse six. Let's say this familiar verse together. All we like sheep have gone astray. 
We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. It's one of the great uh, messianic passages in the Old Testament that point us to the cross of Christ. Believe it or not, Handel scored, are you ready for this? Eight pages of musical notes just for these lyrics. <laughs> the choir sings it over and over and over and over again. All we like sheep have gone astray. Kind of reminds me of the lyrics written by another hymn writer. His name was Robert Robinson, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. He draws from Isaiah 53 and verse 6, just as Handel did. Do you remember these? Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. We're wanderers, aren't we? All we like sheep have wandered away from our good shepherd. We're prone to wander. We're prone to leave the God I love. It's just part of our fallen nature. Moment of confession here. Sometimes I wonder why God called me into vocational ministry. It's not because I had anything to offer him. Sometimes I think he looked at me and says, Jones, that's the only way I can keep you close to the flock of God. Because <laughs> I have to show up every week, right? I have to be in his word. Because I'm so prone to wander. We all are. Now, because sheep easily wander away, shepherds learn to keep a keen eye on their flock. A wandering sheep, get this, will lie down in a distant meadow, roll over on its back, and not be able to get up. And this is what's called a cast sheep. And a sheep that finds itself in a cast position or a cast down position is easy prey for predators, as you can imagine. Just picture that sheep having rolled over on its back and its legs are kind of you know, pointing up into the sky. They can't get up. They can't get up. And time is of the essence. Time is of the essence for the shepherd to find that lost, wandering sheep and restore the animal to an upright position and return it safely to the flock. And so a cast-down sheep that is restored by its caring shepherd is the picture behind this phrase beginning in verse 3, he restored my soul. Let's say it together. He restored my soul. Now back up uh, to verse 1. Let's get a running start on this great psalm again. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And verse 2 tells us that there are some things that our good shepherd does to completely satisfy us. He completely satisfies our need for rest. Why? He makes me lie down in green pastures. He, he makes me lie down sometimes. He also satisfies our need for replenishment and nourishment. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Not those pastures that have thorns and thistles and brown patches. No, a green pasture that is lush and full of nourishing vegetation. Uh, he satisfies my need for refreshment because my soul is thirsty. So he leads me beside those still waters where I can drink from the living water that is Christ. And now we come to the beginning of verse 3 where he restores our soul. And he restores uh, the cast down sheep. Think of it this way, a lift up, a lift up is exactly what a cast down sheep needs. Do you need a lift up today? Maybe you 
wandered into church today because it's been a hard week or a hard month or it's been a tough year or a tough couple of years and you, you need something or someone to lift you up. Well, in his book, uh, A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23, Philip Keller describes the plight of the cast down sheep. Philip Keller knows what he's talking about because he was a trained agrologist and a shepherd from South Africa. And he, he wrote this book and he writes, a heavy, fat, or long-fleeced sheep will lie down comfortably in some little hollow or depression in the ground. It may roll on its side slightly to stretch out or relax. Suddenly the center of gravity in the body shifts so that it turns on its back far enough that the feet no longer touch the ground. It may feel a sense of panic and start to paw frantically. Frequently, this only makes things worse. It rolls over even further. Now it is quite impossible for it to regain its feet. As it lies there struggling, gases begin to build up in the rumen. As these expand, they tend to retard and cut off blood circulation to the extremities, especially the legs. He goes on to say that if the weather is very hot and sunny, a cast sheep can die in a few hours. If it is cool and cloudy and rainy, it may survive in this position for several days. Well, no wonder a good shepherd will search day and night for even one sheep that has wandered away. And maybe this is what Jesus had in mind in uh, Luke chapter 15 when he told one of his many parables. This one in response to some of the Pharisees who didn't like Jesus because he mingled with sinners. You know, they just sneered at him. Oh, you're the, you know, the friend of sinners, he was known as. Hanging out with those publicans and their, those sinners. And the Savior told a story about a shepherd who had a small flock, just a hundred sheep. And one of them went missing. He says in Luke 15, beginning in verse 4, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my lost sheep. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Now Jesus told this parable and the ones that follow to prick the hearts of the religious leaders who sneered at him for socializing with sinners. How dare you do something like that? And in that parable, the 99 who, who were righteous were these uh, uppity you know, Pharisees who thought more highly of themselves than they should. Still ahead, the second half of today's message with Dr. Ron Jones. Need prayer today? Visit somethinggoodradio.org to share your request, and our ministry team will be happy to join you in prayer. Use the Explore feature at the top of the homepage. Then tell us how we can pray for you. While you're there, visit our digital library, where you can tap into more than 500 hours of video and audio teaching from Dr. Ron Jones. Search the streaming library by scripture or topic. Again, that web address is somethinggoodradio.org. Have you ever wondered why you've sometimes wandered? The truth is, we've all wandered, because that's what sheep do. 
with the rest of today's Something Good radio message, Hope for Cast Down Sheep. Here's Dr. Ron Jones. But Jesus drove the point home even stronger by telling two more parables. Um, The parable of the lost sheep is followed by the parable of the lost coin, which is followed by the granddaddy of them all, the parable of the lost son or the prodigal son. All of this to say that, that God cares about and is concerned about his lost sheep. And he goes after them. It reminds me of what um, the Lord said through the prophet Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 34, it's one of those sheep and shepherd passages you want to write down. And in this case, and I alluded to it last week, uh, the, the shepherds or the leaders of Israel had neglected the sheep or the people who had wandered away. And the Lord scolded the shepherds of Israel for this. And he said, if you won't go get them, I myself will be their shepherd and I will go get my wandering people and will bring them home. To Jesus, it was unthinkable for a shepherd to let his sheep wander away and not search the highlands and lowlands for this lost animal. And the Lord God of heaven and earth said the same thing. I, I am a shepherd at heart. And if one of my sheep have wandered away, I will go get them if you won't. Now, all of this makes me think and reflect upon more than 30 years of pastoral ministry. And how many times I have experienced over the years and have been a part of wondering, where did this person go? Or where did this family go? Sheep will wander away. And we all have a tendency to get ourselves into a thicket of trouble, don't we? And these days, it's, it's, it's not easy to uh, keep up with the flock of God. The pandemic has made it even more difficult. Uh, most churches today, by the way, are saying that after the pandemic, their in-person attendance is about 50% of what it was pre-pandemic. Now we have live stream to take into consideration, but boy... We've wandered away. Some have wandered into uh, recreation and amusements, travel sports, and other things that become a priority to them. Prior to the pandemic, the average church-going person was physically in church 1.4 times a month. That was the national statistic. I dare say what the statistic is now. But we seem to kind of be wandering you know, further and further away. Oftentimes in our pastoral staff meetings, we will inquire about an individual or a family we've not seen in a while. We'll ask questions like, are they okay? Have they moved away? Has anyone had any contact with them recently? Who's their small group leader? Because in a large church like ours, the challenge for the pastoral staff is to shepherd the shepherds who shepherd the sheep, okay? That's, that's, that's how you do this. Otherwise, You know, statistics have shown that most churches never grow beyond 100, maybe 150 or 200 people because the expectation is for the pastor to do all the shepherding. Well, it just doesn't work beyond a certain number of people. When you get to a church of our size, you have to shepherd the shepherds. And that's actually a biblical model because Ephesians 4 tells us as pastors to equip the saints for the work of ministry, right? So, so... Uh, here, here we are. I mean, we're, we're doing the best we can to, to shepherd sheep that seem to have wandered far from the flock these days. And um, 
and it becomes, becomes a challenge for us. But let's get back to the idea of this cast down sheep. Like sheep, we too can end up in a cast position. And before we talk about a long list of things that can put us there, uh, let's go to Psalm chapter 42 for a moment. Psalm chapter 23, hold your place there. We'll go to Psalm chapter 42, where at the top of the psalm it says it's a, a masculine or a lament and has something to do with the sons of Korah, who when you read the psalm gives you the indication that they might be a part of the worship team, okay? But if you know your biblical history, you know Korah led the rebellion against Moses. And it didn't go that well, all right? The sons of Korah were perhaps still carrying the woundedness from that. And they wrote this, uh, this, this lament psalm. Uh, lament is a category of psalms that are very sad, but end up on a high note at least. And three times, not once, not twice, but three times in Psalm 42, you have this question, why are you cast down, O my soul? In fact, look at it in uh, verse 5 and 6. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Well, historically, we know that the sons of Korah, you know, what, what happened back then might have been carried on generationally. There was a wound in that family. And uh, these, these sons of Korah that can remember a time when they, they led people in worship are now far from the community of faith that they once led. And uh, those that were once friends of theirs, they, they refer to them as their adversaries. Look at verse 10. As with a deadly wound in my bones, my adversaries taunt me. Well, they probably didn't always call them adversaries. Maybe they were close friends. Maybe they sat with them in church and worshiped with them. While they say to me all the day long, where is your God? You know, wounds that come from once faithful friends are some of the most painful torments we experience in life and can put us in a cast down position. To where as a sheep of God's pasture, we wander away from the church and we say things like this. I've got my personal relationship with Jesus, but I'm done with church, with organized church. I heard somebody say recently, I'm spiritual. I'm just not that institutional and traditional about it, so I don't go to church very often. I wonder if the sons of Korah were thinking that way. And they had wandered away, wounded, wandering in their woundedness uh, because of something that happened. You can find yourself in a cast position that way. Why? Because when you wander away from the flock of God, you isolate yourself. Don't miss the fact that Jesus talked about a shepherd who had 99 sheep. One wandered away. The 99 still had the fellowship of one another. But the one found himself over here on his back and in a precarious position, isolated from the flock. Why are you cast down, O oh my soul? It's easy to get yourself into a, a place like that. We've all been there. We've all been there. I wrote down some of the other reasons why we might find ourselves in a cast position and needing the restoration of our soul by our good shepherd. Uh, these all kind of start with the letter D. The first is disobedience. We wander away from our good shepherd and willfully disobey his commandments, right? 
And when we do that, it always leads us to a bad place, far away from his fellowship and even his protective care. Another um, is a lack of discipline. Maybe uh, uh, physically and spiritually, even intellectually, we allow ourselves to become fat and lazy, and the result is we end up in a hot mess, drifting away from the Lord and from his presence and from his fellowship and from the flock of God. Sometimes we become cast down because of emotional distress, and through no fault of our own, um, we become dejected and despondent and dispirited and discouraged and full of despair. How's that a lineup of D's right there <laughs> that all kind of describe this emotional distress that we find ourselves in? The pandemic has put a lot of people in that place. Oh, little did we know. No, we knew. Some of us were saying it at the beginning that, you know, Locking in place and isolating in place is not going to be good for us spiritually and emotionally and psychologically. And now we're waking up to the reality of the impact on adults and kids because we locked down and isolated ourselves and we were away from one another. Listen, friends, we were created for the flock. We were created for community. It's true that God loves everyone, but He also loves everyone, just as He or she is, right where He or she is. If you were the only one who was lost, He'd make sure you got found. No matter who you are or what you've done, do not be deceived. You are loved. You're listening to Something Good with Dr. Ron Jones. Today's message, Hope for Cast Down Sheep, is part of Ron's series, The Gifts of Christmas. Look for it under the Library tab at somethinggoodradio.org. Well, we have a great new resource to share with you today, Dr. Ron Jones' book, The Jesus Way to Pray. And he joins me now to talk about it. Ron, so excited about the release of your new book, the Jesus Way to Pray, An Intimate Journey Through the Lord's Prayer. What inspired you to write this book? Thanks for the question, Brian. You know, I think all of us, no matter how long we've been following Jesus, can use some help with our prayer life. I know I can, and I'm supposed to be a professional at this, right? I can totally understand why the disciples approach Jesus and uh, ask him to teach them how to pray. Fortunately, the model prayer Jesus gave his disciples is recorded for us in the pages of Scripture and preserved for nearly 2,000 years. It's known worldwide as the Lord's Prayer. I call it the Jesus way to pray. Ron, you say in the introduction to the book, nobody is in a better position to teach us how to pray than Jesus. What do you mean by that? Well, Brian, to say, Lord, teach us to pray, as Jesus' disciples did, is kind of like asking Michael Jordan or LeBron James to teach us how to play the game of basketball, or Leonardo da Vinci to teach us how to paint a masterpiece like The Last Supper or The Mona Lisa, or Michelangelo to teach us how to sculpt a marble stone into David or the Pieta. Uh, truly, nobody is in a better position to teach us how to pray than Jesus. I appreciate your thoughts as always, Pastor, and thanks for sharing this important resource with us. Again, that book is called The Jesus Way to Pray, An Intimate Journey Through the Lord's Prayer. 
Order your copy for a donation of $25 or more. Share it with friends by requesting a two-pack for $50, a four-pack for $75, or an eight-pack for a donation of $150 or more. Give online at somethinggoodradio.org or over the phone by calling our offices at 757-276-1099 or you can mail your gift to P.O. Box 6245, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23456. When we wander away from God's flock, not only in time because of isolation will we lose vitality, but the community of sheep does as well because we need each other. And the more who wander off, the the more the community and the flock loses vitality. Something and someone are missing. That's tomorrow in part two of Dr. Ron Jones' message, Hope for Cast Down Sheep. Join us then for Something Good. For Ron and all of us here at Something Good Radio, I'm Brian Davis saying God bless and thanks for listening.